You know, when I, um, when my brother and I, when we were young, um, in school especially, uh, he had a favorite little saying that he would direct to me on a regular basis. And I won't complete the statement, but I'll just kind of tell you what it was. He used to tell me, you're full of it, man. <laughs> you're full of it. Some of you are going, are you going gonna to preach that? I am going to preach this. Yes, I am. Anyway, I, he used to tell me all the time, you're full of it. And I'm sure probably some of you have been told that. Some of you have even said that about me, I'm sure. And that's okay, because the truth of the matter is, I am full of it. But the question is, not the question, the, the truth is, so are you. But the question is, is what is it that we're full of? Because I think we, we're not, we don't just get to choose, we have to choose because if we don't choose, we end up allowing things. We become a, a container. Now, see, I know some people, they're probably thinking, well, you know, you ought to be using King James English and don't use any analogies that are, you know, a little bit rude. Sorry, it's just who I am. It's just who I am. And I'm, you know, my thing is, is I'm making a point because we live in the real world. We don't live in the King James world. We live in a real world. And so here's my, my first question, I guess, that I would like to kind of put out today. And that is, what are we full of? What are we full of? Because in this last six, eight months, whatever the time frame has been now, it's hard to keep track, there's been things that have been aimed at putting it in and putting it in and putting it in and putting it in. And not just in this eight months, I can tell you even last year, in the year before, in the year before, in 10 years and 20, and ever since I have been aware that I am a carrier, a container, I, can, I contain things. I allow things to come in. And we'll look at some verses this morning. I, I allow things or I bring things into me that shape and mold my life. But here's the thing that a lot of us don't maybe realize or maybe want the responsibility of. We control that. We control what comes into us. We have not just the responsibility. We have the privilege to determine what we're full of. What we're full of. And so let me start here with Luke chapter 6, verse 43 and 44. This is NIV. And I'm just asking you again, what, is, what are we full of? What is it? What is it? He says here, this is Jesus speaking. He says, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings forth evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks whatever the heart is full of. Let me go back just a second here um, to uh, a little earlier to verse 44. Actually, this last part of verse 44 it says, a good man brings forth good things out of the good stored up in his heart. Could we maybe say, a fearful man brings forth fearful things out of the fear stored up in his heart? A frustrated man brings forth frustration out of the frustration stored up in his heart. An angry man brings forth anger out of the anger stored up in his heart. Could we say that? Yes, absolutely. Because that's basically... Where the seat, the, 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 the thing in our life, this is where our life comes from. And we'll get to that in just a second. Hopefully today, we'll see. 
Everything that goes on in our life is flowing out of our heart. And see, what we would like to say, oh no, it's coming from my neighbor's house. You should see the things that they do that make me so angry. I got news. The only way anybody, nobody makes you angry, all they do is, is push the valve and it flows. Because it's what's stored up inside of us. And we don't want that responsibility. We don't want to say, oh, well, no, that's, that's really not, that's not, yes, it is. That's what Jesus just said here at the, the last part of his verse, verse. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. You know what? Speaking, yelling, screaming, throwing a fit, talking negativity, talking disaster, talking hopelessness, talking anger, talking whatever, talking love, talking kindness. You know, and it's not just something we, well, let me say something good. It's when our guard is down, when we're just being ourselves and somebody squeezes our life, something squeezes our life, and then it comes out, it flows out, it flows out. For the mouth speaks, everybody's mouth in this room, we, our mouth speaks what we are full of. So when my brother, see, he, he really started pouring that on after I got saved, because I would share with him, you know, he would see me with my Bible, or he'd see me coming back from church, because in those days, we wore ties, and button-up shirts, and, and sometimes we wore suits. So he'd see me coming back from church. I'd go to my mom's, and he'd be there because he didn't go to church. <laughs> but it's all good. I'm just, he'd see me show up there, and, you know, we'd come in with the zippity-doo-dah. Hallelujah, what a great day. And, and I never was like that, you know, just, you know, every other word was hallelujah, praise the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Let's worship. I never was like that. It's just, I'm just me. But the thing was, he saw something in me that wasn't what used to be, and he would, we would get to talking, and he would just, I would start talking to him about my faith, I'd start, and he would tell me the line, you're full of it. And see, today I'm thinking, thank you. <laughs> you're right, because we're all full of something. And I am glad that, that what was coming out of my life and out of my mouth and out of my whatever, everything that I did was, was revealing what was in my life. Now, the world needs us, needs us to be full of life, of hope, of love, of joy. The world needs us, the church, to be full of peace and patience and faith and gentleness and self-control and kindness. The world needs us. You might say, well, why do I? Because we're, we are what the world sees of the love of God and the, and the kindness of God and hope. When the world looks at us and we're talking about God, you know, and they know we're Christians, they know we're believers, are, we, are they seeing in us life? Or are they seeing frustration and negativity and hopelessness and doubt and fear? Are they seeing us filled with that? And here's the thing. I know I've used this analogy years back, and I use it from time to time. It's not like a breath mint. Oh, somebody's looking. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Oh, God is good. And when they turn away, man, I don't know. I mean, this life stinks, and I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Get in our car, and we're, we're telling the radio off, and we're telling those people off that aren't sitting there because we're frustrated. Here's the thing. What are we full of? We get to choose. We get to determine what we are full of. And the truth of the matter is, 
We have to take responsibility for it. So if I tell you, or if I, am, if I stand here and tell you I'm full of anger and frustration and fear and negativity and hopelessness, well, shame on me. Because I have, as a believer, I know that God wants me to be better at being full of life and hope and love and the fruit of the Spirit. That's what he wants us to be full of. And it's not an act we put on. It's something that when the world squeezes us or a circumstance squeezes us, what comes out tells. Because the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. That's what we just read. That's what Jesus just said. And so CNN and Fox and NBC, CBS, BBC, New York Times, Washington Post, LA Times, whatever your poison is that you like to watch or listen to, let me say this. They're all doing their job. They're just doing their job. They're just reporting according to their values and their standards. They're doing their job. And let me say this. They're doing a very good job of it. I didn't say their job that they were doing is a, I like what they're doing. I didn't say, but they're doing a good job of what they do. They're doing a good job of what they do. What they're doing is not good, but they're doing a well, do a well, well, um, Practice job, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. They're doing what they were designed to do. Now, the question is, are we? Are we doing our job? And I don't want the life that God's called us to live, to call me to live, to be a job. I want it to be a life. I want it to be, this is who I am. We're living in a world, and see, it's really easy for me to stand up here for, the, for the, this 30 minutes or whatever time frame that I preach and, and say these things, but when I step down off here and I walk out and I go get back into the fray, just the fight, just like you do, you know what? I have to make decisions. So I'm not standing up here like, oh, I got all this together. I make decisions. I have to fight against things just like you do. I love the line in this song. I've never heard this song that we just did. I like that song, that last one. When, and I can't even remember the line because it's the first time, but the part that I remember was, I, I, I go to the cross until my fears are still. Is that what the line was? Something to that effect? You know what? When our fears or our, fr- let's say, use our frustrations. When our, whatever it is that we know, this, and this is not a good representation of Christ. This is not a good representation of me being a believer. You know what we need to do? We need to go to the cross and stay right there until all those things are still. Until they stop moving. Until they stop stirring us. Until they stop creating inside of us what they're designed to do. And that's either create fear Uh, you know, uh, running scared, uh, you know, being intimidated by what's going on. So all these news agencies and all these newspapers and everybody, uh, they're doing their job. They're promoting and advancing their perspectives, their values, and their agenda. That's what they're doing. Like it or not, that's what they're doing. So uh, the thing is, I didn't say uh, what they're doing is good. I said they're good at what they're doing. They're just good at what they're doing. The devil's good at what he does. Stop and think about that. Are you saying that the media is the devil? I didn't say that. But if you looked it up in the dictionary, you might find a correlation. I don't really know. I'm just joking. I'm just saying. They're good at what they do. Just because somebody's good at what they do doesn't mean what they're doing's good. Okay? Got that straight. Just want anybody to be confused. (laughs) 
Okay, so the, my, the first question is, is what are we full of? The second question or the thought is, are we doing our job? Am I doing my job? Are you doing your job? And I hate to even call it a job, but let's, for the, for the sake of, of making this point, let's just use that. What is our job? Our job is to promote, to advance the kingdom of God, to promote the perspectives of God, his principles, to, to promote the values of God, to, to promote his agenda, to promote what God says is right. And if it comes in opposition, I think we talked a little bit about this thought the other day, that what causes a storm is when you have one value system that hits another value system, and when they come together, it creates lots of turmoil. And let me tell you who wins, the one that doesn't give up. The one that doesn't give up. And so when, when the world is promoting their agenda, through whatever news agency or whatever they're doing. And, and here's the thing. Those people need to be saved. I'm not, I'm not standing here like they're all, you know, they go get off camera and they take off their, their toupees and they all got horns. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that somehow they have embraced the agenda of the world and they're promoting it. Are we doing our job? Well, who do we promote it to? The first person we better promote it to is us. We better be very, very versed we better be very familiar and very full of what the value system of the kingdom of God is. There's certain things that we don't compromise on. There's certain things that we don't go, well, that's just the way the world is today and this is where we live, so we have to be the opposition, I guess. Oh, no, we don't want to be the opposition. We want to get along with everybody. I'm not living my life to try to get along with everybody. I'm just saying that if we're doing our jobs, we are going to promote the, 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 the kingdom of God, the, the perspectives, the value, and the agenda of God. Well, what is the agenda of God? Well, number one, God loves every person. Even that CNN anchor, that, a, that ABC or MSNBC anchor that you're going, that, that's the devil in the flesh. Come on. <laughs> I'm just saying, God loves every one of these people. He loves them all. And so as believers, instead of, listen, <laughs> we, if we're not careful, we spend time burning energy and, and things in our heart, listening. To, well, I just need to know what they're saying. I don't want to know what they're saying. I don't want to know what the, what the other side is saying. I want to know what God is saying. And see, that almost comes across to some people as so we just need to live dumb in this world. To be wise in the ways of God, to be wise according to the word, if that makes me dumb in the ways of the world, then call me a dummy. Because some people don't have a clue what God's agenda and God's values are, but they can tell you right now what the, what the values of this party is versus that party, what this news agency is versus that news agency, what this newspaper is, what that one is. Well, I can tell you, well, they're just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. We know that, but do we know the agenda of God? Do we know and promote the value system, the perspective, and the principles of God first to ourselves, second to our families, and then our families? Because here's the deal. It's not what I say, it's what I do that catches my family's life. It's not what I say, it's what I do that catches others' lives. And let me tell you right now, that's a little terrorizing right now. 
Because this is a time right now where the pressure's on. You know, it was really, I'm just going to say, it was easy to live as a believer, live as a Christian, live as a, a faithful follower of Jesus compared five years ago compared to now. It was easy. It was easy. And you might say, well, I didn't think it's any harder and easier. Well, for me, I don't know. And maybe, maybe I'm drifting. I'm just saying. But God still loves me, and I'm still on the path. I'm still moving forward. But I'm just saying the attack on the values that God has set for us, that the Word gives us, we're not under attack like they are today. They are so under attack. And the thing is, is I'm not looking for someone that I disagree with to go have a fight with, a verbal fight, a war, a war of words. I don't want to do that. I love the line in that. You know what? I'm glad you did that song, Jordan. I, I, I think probably ought to make a point here. What we need to do is we need to go to the cross. We need to stay at the cross until all that stuff is still in here. In here. Because if I get up and try to live this life that God has called me to, and in here it's boiling with turmoil, boiling with fear, boiling with frustration and anger and all this stuff, according to Jesus, what's in my heart's going to come out of my mouth. And I might be able to control it a little bit until somebody pushes the right button and then it isn't so pretty. Are we doing our job? Well, what is our job? Romans 12, verse 2, this is what he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Do not be conformed. Okay. You know, when um, we spent, we spent just like, like many of us here, have spent maybe a week or two in another country. And when you go, you, you, you begin to conform to the way they do things. When we were in, um, in Thailand, not Thailand, in Cambodia. I just remember we were there, and we weren't there very long. I think it was barely a week. And, you know, when they bring you something, when they bring you food or a water, when they talk to you, when they leave, they, they do this thing, and it's like, oh, that's Buddhist. No, it's not. It's just respect. It's just a respect thing that they do. And before it's all over with, am I doing that? I'm not, but I'm responding to that because I'm being conformed to that. It's not a bad thing. I'm just saying there's a culture that is out there in different countries that if you live in those countries very long, you begin to conform to that, and that's okay. We have a culture in this country. A lot of us can't. We don't even think we have an accent. Go to another country, they're going to go, you're an American, aren't you? Because well, I can tell by your accent. I don't have an accent. You got an accent. People can recognize our culture, our accent, whatever's going on, when we are out of our environment, when we're out of our culture. And so uh, basically, uh, not to be conformed to this world is, I don't want to have the accent of the world. I don't want to live by the culture of the world. The culture of the world is, you know, as long as you win, who cares? As long as you win an argument, as long as you have your way. This is America. You deserve your way. That's, that's not kingdom culture. What's the kingdom culture? The kingdom culture is to not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind that you may prove. That word prove 
means, okay, let me finish the verse and I'll tell you what it means. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I just want to do the will of God. I've had people come in genuinely and say, I just, what's the will of God? I don't know what the will of God is. I'm not sure what the will of God is. What's the will of God? Well, his word is his will. I know, but I'm talking about for me today, for next week, for next month. Should I marry this person? Should I buy this house? Should I sell this house? Should I do this? Should I do that? What, uh, I just don't know what the will of God is. That word prove. He says that you may prove. So don't be conformed, but be transformed by renewing our minds. That's our job, church. That's our job. Our job is to, to, to be conformed to, to the kingdom principles and the kingdom values. Why? that we may prove, prove, see, I told you, I proved it, it's not, that's not what it means, that word prove means to recognize as genuine after examination, sometimes we look at somewhere, I'm, I'm not really what to sure, what sure what to do with this situation, I'm not sure, how do I know, how do I know this is good, how do I know that's really bad, they say this is bad, whenever we're transformed, not conformed, but transformed by the renewing of our mind. Let me tell you what happens. It's like the person that takes uh, dollars. You know how you've heard this before, how they recognize counterfeit bills. They handle the real over and over. They handle real bills. They handle them in the way they feel and the way they look and the weight of them. And you might go, what? How? 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 That's how they learn to recognize a counterfeit bill. When they pick up a counterfeit, they know this is not real. Why? Well, it's the feel of it, the paper, the weight, the way I can tell by this, the printing, whatever it is, they can tell. That's what I believe God is saying to us here. He's saying, I don't want you to be transformed by handling the world's systems and the world's values and the world's uh, agenda and the world's ideas and thoughts. I don't want you to handle that like it's just commonplace. I want you to handle the kingdom values, the kingdom principles, the word of God, handle that. I think that's what he says in 1 John. Those things which I've seen, which I've heard, which I've handled of the word of life. John said, man, I was close to God. I was close to Jesus. I touched him, man, I laid on him. Man, I, I was with him. I listened to his voice. I recognized his voice. That's what God wants us to do. Not just to be something and go, well, what's the Bible say? We need to know what the Bible says, but there's the Holy Spirit, and we're not going to get through all this today, I can tell you already, but the thing is, is, so what are we supposed to be full of? The Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God. The Word of God. And the Word of God, the Spirit of God will cause the Word of God to come alive. But you know what, if we're just looking for a, a fortune cookie scripture uh, life, well, uh, what's the Bible say? I don't know, let me see. Let me just look. That's better than nothing. But the thing is, is if we have the word of God hidden inside of our heart, if we have it sown inside of our heart, and somebody says, dude, you're full of it. Thank you very much. I am full of it. I'm full of, of God's values. That makes some people very angry. That makes people angry. But my thing is, is I, I'll say I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I'm just aware. Because if I allow myself, their value systems make me angry. So we can just live angry at each other or we can go, I love that song. We can go kneel at the cross and sit at the cross and lay there in front of the cross and worship at the cross until all the angers and the frustrations and the fears and all the stuff finally becomes quiet. And then I can not only hear the voice of God, I can live the way God tells me to live. I can do what he tells me. So that word prove means to recognize. You can prove the will of God when we're conformed, not conformed to the world. There's many of us, 
You want to know what you're full of? Listen to what we talk about. Whether we're angry or whether we're just relaxed when we're talking about. And I'm not saying it's, it's wrong to have some relaxation, some fun things. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that somehow there's got to be a value system of the kingdom that lives inside of us. And when it lives inside of us, when his word lives inside of us, and we begin to draw. Because there's going to be things that begin to push against the value system that we know in our heart, the world is going to, it's already happening in a bigger way than I've ever seen it. There's a lot of issues, lots of issues that we look at. And I'm going, how, that is so wrong. Well, we don't want to offend anybody because that's their value system. Well, I don't want to be the judge, but I would like to be a thermostat that basically I'm not going to promote, I'm not going to advance that agenda that value system what are you going to advance i'm not going to tear i'm not going to spend my time tearing it down i'm going to spend my time advancing the agenda that god loves every person that god is a merciful kind and forgiving god that that he wants no one to perish now this morning i'm going to stop here because I do believe that there's more here than we can get in and I want us to take what we've talked about let me go back and read that verse one more time now, he's not talking about trees. He is using trees as an analogy, but he's talking about people. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. A good man brings good things out of the good, out of the kindness, out of the love, out of the peace, out of the patience, out of the self-control stored up in his heart. We bring forth out of our heart what's stored up. And an evil man brings forth anger and bitterness and strife and discontent and whatever you can put your own words in there that you see out of that which is stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Let's pray this morning.